Welcome to the IT Collab, the podcast where the realms of community and collaboration intersect to revolutionize the delivery of IT managed services. I'm your host, Brandon Barnes. Whether you are an experienced IT professional seeking to expand your skill set or a visionary business leader in search of innovative solutions, we have you covered. Our experienced guests, comprising of industry veterans and thought leaders, will offer invaluable perspectives and insights to guide you through the dynamic landscape of IT. So, let us embark on this thrilling journey together. Let's go! All right, everyone, welcome. Uh, This is one of our initial episodes here, but... We decided we're going to do a podcast on security, uh, more of a series, actually. I think that security is such a broad term when it comes to IT that there's about, you know, unlimited topics on how we're going to discover that. So today, folks, we're going to go ahead and we're going to actually talk about identity. Um, I have Evan Chavez here with me today. Howdy. How's it going, Evan? And he is a senior systems engineer. He's also a solutions architect in some other realms. He's really good at what he does. And he has been in, uh, you have a degree in security? No, actually, my degree is in sound recording technology. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess what I'm trying to say is that you are deep in the security realm. Yes, that is where I spend most of my time. It's my bread and butter. And... Okay. Yeah. So how often would you say you actually spend time doing IT security? Well, like you said, it's it's a broad term and as far as how how you define security, I mean, it can be a number of different things that uh I'd say 90% of the time I'm doing something it's security related. Right. But yeah, it, it really is the realm, right? So today, I get in. I know that you do advise C-level executives and try and guide them through and mm-hmm. keep security going, right? I mean, that's the hardest point. No one really cares about security until they care about security. <laughs> it's kind of, exactly. It's kind of joke. And and it, it is it is a, a never-ending quest. <laughs> yeah, right. Stay one step ahead if you can. Exactly. Or one step behind. So with identity in particular, what would you... What would you actually call it? What do you think it actually is or to define identity security? Identity security, I mean, your whole your whole IT backbone infrastructure, if you're if you're logging into something or if you're uh, I don't know, managing anything really, I mean there's there's an identity component to everything from like your firewall login is you know admin password like right that's there's your identity that that controls how you manage the firewall uh the, the, log the most in, log into your microsoft account log into your microsoft your email account, account. exactly e- email account active directory account right uh, it's it's everything that gets or it's 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 what gets you into everything right <laughs> maybe talk about it too right like we we're trying to explain to some people what single sign on is yeah, so single sign-on is a, a mechanism that kind of brings together. Like I mentioned, there's there you have your firewall identity, and then even going a layer deeper there, you've got your VPN uh, sign-in that ties into that, and that's its own identity. 
uh, and then you have uh, your your Microsoft identity, uh, then you have an identity with uh, Facebook or LinkedIn, whatever, um, anywhere that you have a sign-in. Right. Uh, with single sign-on, you're you're aggregating all of all of those sign-ins and funneling them through a single identity provider. Right. And so, like you're my, signing like, into like Microsoft. Yeah. You can use your if you tie it together. And I'm just trying to simplify this, right? Mm-hmm. If you could tie this together, you could really take your Microsoft identity, and if you do it correctly, you could sign into everything. Well, most things, right? Yeah. So you could tie, like, I think the way I like to put it is use your Microsoft identity to sign into, especially for work purposes, your ADP account or mm-hmm. your pay account. And then you could sign into the firewall. You can sign into. I don't know. I mean, you name it, right? It's right. also your Active Directory account because it's signing in locally. And so it just ties it all together. And I think the secure piece of this is especially if someone leaves the company, mm-hmm. even especially with malicious intent, <laughs> that they uh, you're able to disable with one fell swoop versus right. going and saying, okay, I'm going to go disable their, their pay account or their ADP account. Oh, wait, no, I got to go disable their blah, blah, blah account, right? Right. Uh, yeah, ticketing system account, or, you know, I think we, we tied in our single sign-on to our you know, ticketing system, ERP. I mean, you name it, we're trying to tie it all together. So right. Unless think, you have a really thorough inventory of everywhere that a user is signing into. Right. I mean, you're going to miss something. <laughs> yeah. And and we had, a, we had an instance uh, with a client who... Do tell. Do they, tell. Yeah. They... Uh, <laughs> Their admin, their super admin, um, had set up a bunch of stuff poorly, uh, basically going through his own account. Uh, previous to you being there, right? Oh, oh yeah. Just, previous to us being there. No, we, we came in and saved the day. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Um, just want to no, sure. but, but yeah, that, that user, he had uh, a number of kind of accounts. Not, not necessarily backdoors, but. Just like admin accounts. But effectively, that's what they became, were backdoors. And so when he was let go, he got upset and went in there and started, you know, using one of these accounts that had access to everything that, you know, the the, the client didn't know that this person had all this access. And so when they... He was was an administrator? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, When when they offboarded him, they just offboarded his account that they knew about. Right. And... Uh, he was able to use his sort of uh, some of the other accounts to maintain access, and you know he he felt slighted, I guess, and decided to go in and delete a whole bunch of stuff from their Azure subscription. <laughs> That's bad. Oh, it, it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was super bad. Uh, I think the, you know our client got the uh, FBI involved, and Oof. like it was it was serious. Pull IPs, mm-hmm. man. That's crazy. So. I mean, how important do you think identity is to security? Like, you know, I mean, uh, I, mean I mean, personally, in IT, I think that it, it is by far one of the most important. And the reason, the reason why I say this is if, you know, being around IT for, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years now, I can't even tell. It's, it's time's passing well, I'm, fast. I'm coming up on ten. Right. So the fifteen years I've been in IT, any most compromises are done due to a hacked account. So even a brute force attack where mm-hmm. they've you know they've gone in and done the the crypto thing. 
Right. It's because someone hacked an admin password, you know, an, an administrator account. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just the admin account, right? <laughs> like, that's an important identity. When administrator. The ad- administrator. Rename, like, yeah. rename your administrator accounts. And I know most people, like, you know, if you're a business owner, okay, there is a administrator account default to everything, and it don't want you to have that because everyone has it. And then if it's not a very good password or if it's not changed, you know, it's very important. But in any case... What I'm trying to say is it's really important to me because every time it's a massive compromise, it's due to someone's account, email account, their identity here, identity there has been compromised. And with that, they get breached. And mm-hmm. they, you know, we've seen it time and time again. Um, yeah, identity security, I mean, yes, that is, uh, your identity is is the key to your your front door, your back door, your window. I mean, right, like, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's solely important, right? Um, how do you protect your identity? Layers and prayers. <laughs> well, well, I can. I think you can do more than prayers, but uh, all the hype right around two-factor, multi-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, MFA, uh, geofencing. Uh, with geofencing geofencing layman's terms give us to it like third grade level here yeah so geofencing basically dictates a physical location that you can or cannot sign into so um, so you can say you know this person is only allowed to sign in from Colorado okay so United States United States okay yeah could you could you even lock it down to a single IP, you know IP yep or IP range. Yep. So like, hey, I'm a, I'm in a building. I think uh, at one point we did it for a bank, right? We're like, mm-hmm. hey, we only want you to log into our email system, even if it's cloud, right? Yeah. Um, um, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty common thing that I've seen for um, service accounts, especially uh, if there's a service account on a server, right. and you know that that server lives only in this behind this IP, then and the service account should not sign in anywhere else then yeah, we're going to lock it down and say this account, only this IP. Right. That's, yeah, I think that's where, especially I, I see this happening with people being scared to move to the cloud. And I think what's even scary, it's hard to track an identity and what's happening inside an environment or inside of a local server environment. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be harder because I feel like it's not logged. The biggest excuse we have between users doing something or like a user account that's involved with some type of encryption and hacking, whatever, is that no one ever has the logs because they don't have enough space on their Active, their active Directory server. And they're like, well, we don't have the space, so we're going to either that or if we have done it, um, they only have X amount of space. Therefore, right. we only have like a week's worth of logs, three right. days worth of logs. And I love... I really, really do appreciate Azure Active Directory or Microsoft 365 because they keep logs mm-hmm. and lots of logs. And we've been, able, we've been able to see that, right? I think another thing um, I've run into, and maybe just hear your opinion, is when people have shared accounts. No. <laughs> just, just no. Just no. Just no. Don't do it. <laughs> why? I mean, why? Tell, me, tell me why. It... <laughs> This is great. It, 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 it bugs me because 
Well, number one, like like you said, logging is crucial to determining who did what stupid thing when and where. Yeah. And what do we need to change so it's that like, it's people like the, it's, aren't being stupid anymore? Right. It's like the well, I. It's like the blockchain. They make you verify everything up and down. Yeah. Right? If you're gonna do a Bitcoin or something, like you have to have like this encryption key with this identity. Yeah. Like it's your identity is massively important. Exactly. So it can write to the log or the blockchain is what they call it, right. Mm-hmm. Um, however, with shared accounts, there's no. Yeah. I mean, it, it, well, well, there's, okay, there's, okay. there's some degree of. So, of, so, so tell me, you're a. Well, that's not true. Even if you're at a grocery store, you notice that they have their like little pin in, like they mm-hmm. sign into their computer because it's their cash log. Right. But there could be. I've seen instances. It's usually, um, you know, business owners that are not aware that you know this is a compliance thing too, mm-hmm. right? Like your identity is compliance. In order for you to be NIST compliant, in order for you to be CMMC compliant, like you have to have a, a standard, your own identity that has to be a secure identity. Right. Um, I do. I've seen a few where they don't like to listen. I want to, you know, and it's. I oh, know it's. It, but it's let a, me be more secure. It's a lot secure. easier to have shared, <laughs> shared accounts. accounts. Yeah. Well, who did wait? And then they're like, "Well, who did this?" I'm like, I don't know. Like, someone that has this this account <laughs> and password. And I think that's that's what the MFA right? Like it's tied to your phone, mm-hmm. um, your device, so that you can verify it's you. Um, I guess is there anything else you can add on to like secure your identity? Just MFA, just what we get. You said geofencing. MFA geofencing. I mean, what would you? I mean, if we're there's, uh, there's things if like you're advising uh, someone. What we, you know, it's. I think you said layers. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of endless, right? It can be, yeah. So uh, privileged identity management is another one that comes to mind, uh, where essentially you're you're not leaving any of your uh, admin roles statically assigned to an account. Okay. Um, and instead, you're you're basically forcing your admins to uh, elevate as needed, and separating. You know, so instead of giving all of your admins, all of your IT staff, a uh, uh, global admin role, you're breaking down and defining. Okay, this person is responsible for X, Y, and Z. What roles do they need to accomplish that? Um, and uh, yeah, again, the other thing, the other thing about like the self elevation that then requires another multi factor to self elevate. So you right. multi factor sign in, multi factor to elevate, and and that uh, role assignment is only good for X amount of hours until they have to sign in again and and MFA again. Right. Um, Which I've seen, I think, even on my computer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just to verify it's me again, and every it'll check every right thirty. Well, whatever you set, whatever your administrator sets it to, but right, and even thirty can, days, you could do it daily, really, if you want. But, exactly. Um, I've seen tools out there too, right? Um, a few tools out there that you can actually install that are even more in depth, where you can actually like a YubiKey. Uh, well, I I think even a few. I'm trying to remember the name of the software that we've used many times. But it even sets up something on your desktop where it makes you MFA when you sign into your laptop or your desktop or the server, right? Mm-hmm. So that way you can, I mean, there's tools you can add on just to make sure you're secure. Right. And I also heard there's, uh, with Microsoft, you can actually track more, you know, see the anomaly. So like you have identity protection mm-hmm. in Microsoft. And I like that because it tracks anomalies. 
Right, right. Um, mean, this is this is common ways that organizations that we we like you know you would advise to protect your identity is by having the right software or stuff in place, mm-hmm. like uh, identity protection through Microsoft, which is another level. And I think there's advanced. There might be a few levels in there, but. I, I really like the anomalies. Like, if you're traveling, you're in Kansas, and somehow you're magically, you know, in Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan, or you're in Canada all of a sudden, or in Washington. It's going to say this is impossible travel time. Right. Therefore, it makes you either a reauthenticate yourself or b lock out. You know, we can set those rules to how you want it to be handled. Right, and uh, other things like, you know, have you signed it? Are you signing in from a device that you have not signed in from before? Right. You know, there's there's different levels and and actually uh what's interesting and i think it's kind of cool about the way microsoft is handling their um the uh they call it risky users and risky sign-ins yeah um they actually don't publish or announce all of the flags or triggers that determine a user's sign-in risk because they don't, they don't want, want they don't want them to the attackers that. to know. <laughs> they, yeah, they what want to what figure what they're watching. That, yeah, that, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that that does make sense. So, uh, with that, I think I, I really like. There was a tool I saw too, where on top of the identity protection, you can actually install some kind of tracker on your local domain controller. Yeah, uh, and that would help kind of. Yeah, see uh, some of those anomalies in the local environment. Right in the in the Microsoft realm, that's Defender for Identity. Okay, and it's a sensor that you install on your domain controllers, and it's watching all that traffic locally for you as well. That's awesome. I think that, <laughs> that's my biggest concern. Right, is when you have a local domain, mm-hmm. it just doesn't have all of the newer technologies to track. Now, granted, it's the whole point is like. You have something that tracks. You have some type of mechanism to control your identities within an environment. Right. Uh, but as far as seeing some things or noticing, I think what I like about the identity protection, it's a smart software. Right. It says, hey, wait, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I see that someone's trying to like, they try to log in this account 10 times within 30 seconds. That's not <laughs> that's a real not user. Real. Yeah. They, yeah. They, that's that's what I'm trying to say is at least be smart out there and see some of those uh, like the AI involved with right. some of this. Well, yeah, things like a smart lockout that, um, like you said, if if it sees somebody trying to log in, you know, ten times within thirty seconds and it fails uh, each each attempt, um, you know, that's a that that can be an attack technique for someone to like you know denial of service you. If uh, if they trigger your lockout policy, like, um, you know, there's there's nothing you can really do about that. So uh, what Smart Lockout does is it it locks out the it, it applies your lockout policy just to the location where the failed requests c- came from, and then of course you know the attacker is going right. to VPN jump somewhere else, and then Smart Lockout is going to it's just yeah going to keep doing the same thing. But right, and I, I think. I think we've kind of covered, you know, like this is, these are common ways you would help protect your identity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like if you were to say, hey, hey, organization, obviously we'd have a short list. Right. <laughs> we'll probably provide <laughs> one here. And like later on, we could say, hey, here's some common things we would do to protect our identity, right? Right. Probably throw that in here and probably throw it into the you know, description of this, the, this podcast. But can you tell me maybe some common threats we want to look out for? Like, what are the most mm-hmm. common threats to identity? Phishing. Phishing. 
fishing, uh, social engineering. Stop, stop answering those quizzes on Facebook that say, "Hey, what's your?" Mo- <laughs> I bet ninety nine percent of you yeah. won't forward this. What's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> no. Yeah, don't do that. Well, I, I, I've even seen. You know, there's a lot of people that are just like, "Why? Well, I, I just click what I'm told to, you know, to click. It tells me to click here, so I click." Right. I think you need to be aware if it if there's some it's user training, mm-hmm. and a lot of it a, a lot of these can be done through phishing. You know, on websites, they, there is a dark web scan um, that really is out there, mm-hmm. and you can you know you can look for that where it actually has passwords that you've entered into websites, or if it has. Some of those things are just being aware, keeping your passwords up to date, uh, making sure that you are using multi-factor and most, you know, at, at all at all chances. I mean, it's, it might be a little bit of a cumbersome thing to get a text, but it really does protect you in the end, mm-hmm. right? Uh, social engineering. Give me give me an example. Well, like like I said, just on, on Facebook, uh, yeah. the surveys that go out. You know, that's they're. So, I, I don't have anything to back this up, but I have, right. a, I have a strong feeling that uh, you know the majority of those are are really so, just to try and get information from people and and, and so mine get this. that data. So get this: there was um, a guy that worked at a managed service provider down in Florida, and I worked with him, and he was telling me how someone was impersonating them and telling them, "Hey, just tell me your password." Mm-hmm. And he got their password because he, he knew uh, some or some person knew the IT company. He pretended to be them, and they, and people are so willing to just get their password, right? Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Uh, they start after that. They implemented a policy where you had to say, like, "Hey, let's verify it's you." Right. Or on the vice versa, there has heard another story, not from the same person, where someone called in and pretended to be the person that needed support. And they got from the IT, from their managed service provider, <laughs> they got the password oh, no. reset for that. Wow. Yeah. So then they started to implement this thing where the, you can actually say, can you verify it's you by right. X, right? Yeah. Uh, and just started to almost do their own MFA based off of the, you know, getting to know the people. Like if you're an admin at some company, you say you're the primary admin. Unless you know Susie's voice down the street or, or, you know, in the other, you know, whatever, wherever she's at in her office. Right. You probably want to double check that stuff. Right. Right. And I think that's that personal level. But if it's a new guy calling into the, you know, big managed service provider, you probably want to, you know, have some kind of verification. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just say it. Probably a good idea. So it's engineering, right? Yeah. But even some of the smartest people we work with enter in their password, you know, enter password here. So, so we talk about training. Um, which is another great way to protect your identity. How do you feel about these tools where they do artificial phishing? Yes. And by when I mean artificial phishing, simulations. Yeah, simulate. Yeah, yeah, your your IT team is sending out simulations. Right. And saying, I know we do that. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we send do. out. We, we do. And, and we it's try like, and fish. It's our... always our development guys. They're just yep. like, yep, look here. <laughs> I'm not I, saying any names. Yeah, no names, but. <laughs> You know, it, it's kind of funny because you can see that where, you know, they just do what they're told because it looks like it comes from HR or wherever. And so they just like, okay, or open a PDF. Another one is a PDF. Like, hey, mm-hmm. to open this secure PDF, please enter your password here. Right. And next thing you know, 
their MFAs popping up all over the place, right? So obviously, if you see your MFA popping over and over uh, and prompting you, that's probably a bad thing, right? You know, I mean, yeah, it's you, not you, me. Click the "it's not me" button. Yeah, <laughs> if you have that, exactly. If if you're getting if you're if it's getting to the point where you're getting the MFA prompt, that means they have your password, and yeah, go change that. Yeah, change it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> lock in. <laughs> yeah, definitely talk to your uh, administrator and get that reset right away and make sure it's a good password don't do this weird stuff do a good password i i almost think it's passphrases pass yeah passphrases um you know we talk about passwordless that's another that that could be a whole separate thing right like where it's number like you text you a number and then this Mm -hmm. um but even with that i mean you still you still have a password right so you still want a, a secure password like even even if you're doing passwordless sign-ins, that that initial that first stop layer is well, even Microsoft's recommendations have changed, right? So instead of changing your password, yeah, every sixty to ninety days, you know, thirty to ninety days, uh, the whole recommendation for a password has been keep it long and secure, and, and use other facets on top of it, right? Because it's harder to crack a you know, 22 multi, you know, character, uppercase, lowercase. Not everyone hates that, but if you, you can get pretty good at it. Yeah. And, and then eventually you memorize it. With, I mean, yeah. your, your muscle memory kicks in. Yeah. Uh, you know, once you, once you lost $200,000 because someone, someone pretended to be a, makes one a of your accounts paid with people. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be like, God, I, like, wish, you I, know what? My I wish I had a long, did work yeah. after all. <laughs> yeah. Really wish I would have had that long password, which we have seen. And that's that's sad. Unfortunately, it's it's a business out there, so you got to be careful. You know, and identity is definitely out there. It's 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 one of those things that people don't think about, but I think it's at the top of the food chain when it comes to security. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're gonna we have much more to talk about. There's there's different layers. I think what we try and say is, um, you know, security is definitely multi layered. You know, in order to prevent one thing, you have to add another layer to prevent the other piece of it. You know, when it comes to a you know, you could have MFA, but if they, we, we've seen in instances where someone has actually enrolled an MFA for someone, which well, we have seen. Well, yeah, that's that's actually um, uh, one that I saw recently. Uh, I, I actually saw it in the wild, a, a in the token wild. in the wild at, at a client. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, what did they do? The attackers, like, intercepted the intercepted token. Intercepted the token. Yeah replayed it to register an MFA uh, app mm-hmm. to, you know, themselves using or, you know, to that account that they control. Like, right. Yeah. The, the attacker had a, had an authenticator app that they replayed the token and registered an MFA uh, verification method to now sign in as this user and get the MFA prompts. Great. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a layer. It's another layer, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, especially I think that's where the layers would be in because if I had, you know, your geofencing or the you know, identity protection in place, it would see that you're logging for two different places. I mean, there's other factors in play you could have here, and it's always, oh, what if we had this? Yeah. And I think that's where a great job of being proactive about security. You know, the first thing I think to, in order to get the, the first thing recommended by anything is, number one, set up MFA, mm-hmm. right? Number two, your password policies obviously are a big thing, but I think MFA is even more important than that. 
uh, you know, you can do identity protection, you do geofencing, you can do, uh, there was another thing that we use a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of the name and it's bypassing, it's surpassing my brain right now. Uh, conditional access policies. Ah, right. yeah. So right. setting conditions like in order to log in this account, you have to be able to ha- you know use this machine that has to have you know right security and the right you know newer machine. There's all these different things you can put conditional mm-hmm. access of you have to be in this this IP. It, it, that's how we geofence, right? right? Using those conditional access. Yep. So having conditional access, and then you know obviously user training is a big big one, right? You want to make sure that you train your users, and as much as they all don't want to show up to some training. Um, beautiful pieces they can do it now through some online training mm-hmm. you know you can send out like a five minute video and they're kind of funny and they're with crazy. this with this you know with this testing like so the training can be also when you do it these fake phishing when they do click on it or they do enter the password it says hey you didn't do a good job <laughs> please, please watch this training right now because you did a bad job right and, and i think and it'll pester you until you complete the training you know and some people are like oh it's dumb and then you know what it it works yeah so Maybe even if it prevents people, like, you know, there's a bad thing that happens to you. Uh, and also just alert your IT team if something's fishy. Mm-hmm. No pun intended, but. Yeah, do it. Yeah, definitely alert them and raise up the flag and say, hey, guys, because your IT team, if they know what they're doing, or your IT guy, unless he needs help, uh, there's a way to definitely, you know, search or purge those emails mm-hmm. from the whole company, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you get breached and uh, somebody's blasting out emails from your account. Yeah, you know, that's, that. that's, yeah, there's so many different things we could talk about. I mean, tra- training's going to be a whole different animal, but I think just to get started, understand that identity is super important. And this is probably what episode, it's definitely going to come up with some other episodes here mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about because it's just, just dusting off the surface of really what security entails. But I think it's a big, important one. Yeah, you know? agreed. Definitely. And uh, with that, I'm going to say that's it, man. I appreciate your time. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, You're going to be regular, so it's okay. Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll uh, see you next time, and I appreciate you stopping by. Don't forget to like or subscribe, and please do 